serious news, seriously entertaining. This is the Gatos and Chad Show. Happy, happy Wednesday, Sports and the Amazing Programs, brought to you by Parker and Sons Plumbing Electrical, two-time winner of the Better Business Bureau's Ethics Award. And Gatos, I saw our buddy Trevor, who won last night the magical prize. Uh, no, a pop quiz at the end a of the show. pop quiz. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and I told him, congratulations. Now all you have to do is go get a DVD player. You give the worst prizes away, man. You're I do. Your only job the on that. The prize is amazing. I just not know, amazing. It is. It's get a good prize for pop quiz you play every day at five fifty. And then, of course, Becky Lynn for an hour, which is fantastic. Fantastic. That's that your a, real prize. Kids. That is amazing. You know, and she's going to give away all all her Edward Armour awards. That's oh, right. All Weekly. one of them. Yes. Uh, let's see. We talked next year, Oscar, <laughs> or your Razzie. Yeah, that's what it'll be. Absolutely. We talked last hour about uh, certainly about gas prices. What are they now, Chad? Four forty. Four forty. Four forty. On the way in, I saw premium gas at a sta- gas station right around here that was over five dollars. So if you got one of those fancy uh, Becky Lynn cars, you can spend over five dollars a gallon. Four sixty-five at the Glendale and Sixteenth uh, Chevron. Four sixty for the cheap stuff. Five for the for cheap the stuff. cheap stuff. Ouch! Yeah. All right, there is one gas station that you can go to and get cheap gas here in the valley. Now the question is. Is this good business? Do you have to have a time machine? Uh, no. No. So there's a man, he owns a gas station, and guess what? He's selling gas for less than, than what he paid for. And you can go there. And you can go and get gasoline. Well, I learned a lot today about how the prices at the pump are really set. The suppliers are kind of starting with all of this. And then once the gas is here, gas station owners really have the final say on how high those prices can go. Isn't that interesting? So yeah. the gas stations get the gas. They're basically say, they're basically giving a hint. Here's what it costs, and then the owner of the gas station says, "Here's what I'm going to price it at." So they could go really high. I don't know why they'd go really low, but there is one guy that is going really low. Well, a lot of it has to do with several things. First, uh, are you cash only or an ATM? Are you are you taking credit? How big is the? Sh- are you using it like a theater owner uses it as a loss leader to get people to come in and buy your goodies? So, are you saying that the gas is the is not the reason you're at that gas station? Well, well, they're trying to get you in, in from there, to but buy. it's just like a movie, right? Okay, they only make a quarter to fifty cents off a ticket sold. Theater owners, their real money comes at selling you the popcorn for eight bucks that cost them a nickel to make. Yeah. So we got a gas owner yeah. that is he's dropped the price. Fifteen cents is the national average, by the way, on average what they make profit per gallon. But the owner of this gas station wants to give his customers a break. Filling up the tank is a real pain, right? Yeah, I know. Now, this gas station owner understands the concern about rising gas prices. Every day, Jess Winder Singh's supplier emails him how much his delivery costs per gallon. That is the starting point for where to set his prices. Today, the supplier said $4.49 a gallon. But Singh's sign says $4.39, 10 cents less than what he bought it for. Right. You think he just doesn't have one of those things that reaches up and can change the that price is, or something is, like that? He's over. I can't get uh, to it. So whatever it is, it's we'll just leave it. No, everybody in the hardship in the whole world, I guess, everybody's gas is too expensive. Singh has owned the station since 2007 and has been a part of the neighborhood ever since. He lowered the prices during the recession to help people out back then as well. Not time to make money. We have a lot of opportunity to make money. Right now, it's time to help the people. That's it. 
All right. Is it time to make money or is it time to help people? Uh, I mean, you could do both. both. But Uh, but now, at the same time, if you go in to get a 16-ounce soda from them, it's $74. (laughs) (laughs) I know. One soda is worth more than your whole tank of gas. Well, here's why I like this idea. Here's why I like it. I think, you know, first of all, he sounds like a genuine genuinely nice guy yeah he's and he's and he's got the resume that says hey i've done this in the past okay so i like that you got to like good people the other thing is like if you know where this gas station is it's around a lot of us you know i don't know is there one gas station you usually go to every day there's a gas station i usually go to becky lynn is there one that you kind of like that you go to there's a couple that we generally go to those are our mainstays okay you go to fries we know that uh, yes (laughs) So, if this gas station is in your neighborhood, you're going to, I think, after you find out what this gentleman has done, you go out of your way to always go there. Like, if you want a soda, you won't go to the McDonald's next door. You'll make sure that you go to this guy's gas station and get one of those big gulps, get a drink. Or, that's the gas station that I'm going to, uh, and I'm going to fill up every time, and even if it's, you know, I'm not going to go, I may go out of my way, actually. To wait, you know, because I'm on the other side of town, I'll, I'll wait to fill up when I get back close to home because of this man. I think that, that, that some people would do that. I mean, it's weird to say he's my favorite gas station owner because I've never known a gas station owner. But if this guy keeps going out of his way to give you 10 cents less, why wouldn't you go there? That's it's so like arbitrary. going back. So, but it's like going to a restaurant. Oh, I like the owner of the restaurant. He comes out and says hello. So I walk back in. Food's pretty good. I like the owner. He comes and says hello. Yeah, most people would back. never even know that though, because like I said, I paid four thirty nine a day. Right. Uh, well, you know it now. But over <laughs> here, it's four sixty five. Well, right. there's a huge gap yeah. somewhere in there. Somebody's got to make something. Right. Wise man, Steve Sinsmeister. This gas station is actually really close to where I live. Okay. And I live right off of a freeway exit, uh-huh. so the gas station that is closest to my house is usually really expensive. So I might consider going to this guy's gas station. Yeah. It's not I very would. far. I would. I mean, if he's going to have the best price in town, like, like there are some people out there that say this is a horrible business move because he's not making the money that he could. Well, hold on a second. He may have more people coming. Yeah. Which is, and his real money is going to come with the snacks. Yeah. You know, I mean, and, that's just it. And longevity. It's yeah. like you said, if people go there and they realize what he's doing, they'll come back even when all of this is over. Yeah. They'll keep coming to his business. So there's a gas station owner. He is selling gas for less than what he paid for it. He sells about 1,500 gallons every day at these pups. By having the price per gallon 10 cents lower than what he bought it for, he's losing 150 bucks a day. That's it? Yeah. Okay. I mean, it wasn't like he was losing twenty five grand a day. That would be no, stupid. But I was thinking he was going to lose some serious money. He's losing 150 bucks a day. All right. So uh, times seven. Oh, man. 35. Uh, I'm not doing it. Anyway, you know, he's losing a few hundred bucks. He's, he's losing a few hundred bucks a week. Is it worth it? For him, it is. Well, well Building off, goodwill. Off, the cost right. of the gas, he's, he, he's doing that. But if he gets an extra... 50 people a day that show up and out of that say 20 of them go in and spend money on drinks or whatever it's that, that markup is, at worst is going to break even but at best is going to turn him a profit yeah so again it's a lost leader for him and it's not like he's selling it for you know a nickel no 
less. It's or ten cents a gallon. Ten cents cheaper. a gallon, and you're going to find stuff that go. Well, that looks odd. You know the price of that. It's not like he's selling for three twenty right now when no. everybody else is four fifty. No, but I guess he could if he wanted to. Well, I dare him. Oh, I dare him too. I'm <laughs> I dare you to sell it for a nickel. That's a thousand bucks a week. He's missing out on. Thanks for doing the math. About Bob's four thousand dollars a month. It's four k a month okay. if he if he keeps doing it's fifty that. grand a year. Oh, I love the math on this show. Fifty grand a year, right? Rather, but here's the thing: at the end of the day, if you're you know if you're if you're getting an extra two hundred and fifty bucks from other people coming in, you're going to be close to fifty grand to the good. Yeah. So it may on the it may on the outside look like not a very good business move, but if you really dig in deep, pretty smart. Well, it's it's like how Groupon does stuff, right? Like sell something at a loss, you put it out there, a bunch of people buy it. Your hopes is they're going to come and they're going to buy more things or whatever. It's that lost leader. We just never really heard it with gas. Where is the uh, gas station? I think it said 20th Street and Osborne. All right. All right, cool. So now everyone knows where I live. (laughs) (laughs) Go say hi to the wise man. Coming up next, it's Woke Wednesday. Fantastic. Chad, are you ready for Woke Wednesday? I'm very woke. From what I understand, uh, you'll be discussing a a college class that is about race that is canceled for talking about race. That's coming up next, the Gatos and Chad Show. Arizona's news station, KTAR News, 92.3 FM. Drive home with the Gatos and Chad Show. All right, some on the left say we need to stay angry. We need to stay woke. We need to be alert, especially to injustices in society. That is so woke. Ladies and gentlemen, it is a woke Wednesday, and I give you the one and only. He's here. He's ready to explain wokeism. Is that a word? Wokeism. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. Chad Benson, everybody. Uh, you know, we were just talking about like the whole Britney Griner thing, how people are turning in this. And, well, it's only it's white on white violence. That's why people care what's going on in the Ukraine. And you're just like, okay, y- y- those are people who are looking always to be offended. Mm-hmm. Case in point. And why it matters is yesterday we did a study of which about 40% of uh, 43% of 18 to 35 years old olds would stay and fight if they were in a situation like the Ukraine here in America. Only, the rest only, of them, yeah. yeah, the rest of them feel that America apparently isn't worth fighting for, right? Because they're being taught since they were a child as they go through this new intellectually amazing schools that, oh, yeah, you know, America's bad, especially when you get to higher education. America's bad, colonialism, patriot, you know, patriarchy, uh, racism, sexism, you know, all of these things. Mm-hmm. Case in point, mm. a Latino professor, San Diego State, pretty big university. His name is Angelo Corlett. He teaches philosophy. Critical thinking is his course. And his other course is a course on race and racism. He has taught this for, oh, I don't know, like a decade plus. No, no. So what ended up happening? He did a informal uh, informational slide thing where he showed 10 to 12 racial epithets have been used against black, Hispanic, Latino, Asian, white people in the workplace and other places as, hey, we're learning critical thinking. You guys are young adults. What happened? March 1st, an unidentified black student who's not registered in Corlett's class and did not take it burst in and repeatedly challenged him. And it got, well, ugly because this is where we're going. I heard my buddy say it the other day uh, really well. This is straight out of Chairman Mao's Red Book, where you've got the young kids coming in demanding things happen. These are people, by the way, who are critical thinking, who are going to be working next to you in the coming years. And some of them may be your bosses, and you're going to spend more time trying to figure out how to be woke than you are to do your job. 
Uh, later that day, they said he's no longer going to be teaching the courses for the rest of the spring, uh, but he will be able to teach philosophy. And he comes out, of course, and he says, I'm not a racist. I neither mention nor uh, use racial epithets beyond the classroom. He's trying to teach people critical thinking. But the crowd attacked him as other kids came in around there. There was more than one. Oh, yeah. Eventually, they got all up in him. And then they went where? They go, to the prof- they go straight to the school, and they threaten. And what do they do? They get down on bended knee and give in. And that's the scary thing. And we see that more and more. Oh, you're right. You've been hurt. How were you hurt? You weren't even in the class. Think about that. You weren't even in the class. How are these people going to deal with real life if everything is about how they're victims, racism, sexism, all of these things? It is embarrassment. And the fact that San Diego State did that, you're an embarrassment. What a joke. So you're taking a class on race. Yes, and racism. Yeah. He's written books about it. But now you can't teach about it if you're in college if you're at a university well, you could teach it this you can't well, use any of the words or talk about it right all right so there are now parameters on what you can say what you can't say and where you can go when it deals with racism because if one person and that's kind of how it starts if one person says they're offended a lot of these schools are saying okay yeah let's make it go away why would you stop how do we make it go away well tell the professor he can't teach a race Course. Or fire him. They didn't fire him. No, because he's tenured and they would have trouble doing that. Yeah. So they had to move him, but they took away the courses that he specializes in. Yeah. If That'd like, be like you te- and I saying, oh, you, well, you guys can't teach radio. You guys are going to have to teach, uh, you know, mechanics. That would not be good for there me. There you go. It may be for you, but not for me. No, but... It, I would not take that class if I were you. And this is the thing that everybody out there needs to understand about... We joke about wokeism. I know Gator's like, I don't know... This is why no, I, I I get it. You're starting to see no, it's like I, it's, I see it's it. seeky, seeping into I, everything that we do now. I don't like that everybody looks to be offended. I'll give you an example. I went to see the Batman movie, okay, and then I start reading is it articles called the Batman. Yeah, okay. And I start I watched the movie. I loved it. That was great. And then I start seeing all these articles that people are offended. And I I talk to my wife. I go, did anything offend you in the Batman movie? Because just to be honest, I was there to enjoy myself. I wasn't there to look to be offended. And they said something like, well, all the bad people are, you know, are white guys. Like the Riddler's a white guy. He's, you know, I'm not ruining the plot or the story. He goes after uh, politicians who are crooked. And uh, they're white. But then everybody in the movie that's, that's good is black. Yes. Uh, uh, Gordon, Jim Gordon, he's African-American in this movie. The new mayor of Gotham is black, uh, and Catwoman is is black. black. So people started getting all up in arms about that, and I was like, well, it's not even I don't know, I just wanted yeah. to see what he looked like in the suit and to see if he was a good Batman. And apparently he is a good <laughs> Batman. He is a great but Batman. But I think the thing is, it's it's one of those things where it's like, can't something just be, hey, I showed up and this movie was great, and the plot line was, it was fun. And there was no story that was going to preach at me. Yeah. And like this guy, how do you learn something if you can't talk about it? Hey, I'm going to teach you math. Well, math is racist. Well, there you go. You've learned math now. I, I, I should have used two that. Two plus two is racism. Should have used that when I was a kid. I was terrible at math. You can't. You're white. Oh. Woke Wednesday, everybody. I think we learned something. God, that's what I tell everybody all the time. You are the biggest colonializer I've ever met. Me? No. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, coming up next, uh, oh, still to come, we have uh, former Arizona governor 
Jan Brewer the will Brew join us at uh, 4 o'clock. Can Governor Ducey do anything to lower the price of the pump? We're going to discuss that. Uh, but up next, as we punish Putin for his war, are we also inadvertently hurting the innocent people of Russia? Next. Arizona's news station, KTAR News, 92.3 FM. The Gatos and Chad Show, afternoons. Coming up, uh, go ahead. We got a podcast. Podcast. Did you guys know it? Gatos and Chad Show podcast. It's uh, pretty amazing for everybody who's never seen it. Mm. iPhone, Android, you can subscribe anytime you'd like. Never seen any of the action. Brought to you by Carol Royce, Keller Williams Realty, East Valley. Yeah, get the most for your money. What do you do? You're selling your home for cash. Why? Well, because of them. Go to highestprice.com, highestprice.com. Um, former Arizona Governor Jan Brewer is going to join us at 4. We're going to ask her, can Ducey do anything to lower the price of the pump? Ooh. All right. Uh, plus, in the 4 o'clock hour, can you uh, take the joy from a family member by uh, using their fries gas points? And uh, we'll just leave it at that. It's a rough day for me yesterday. Anyway, uh, Chad, we're punishing Putin for his war. But are we also hurting the Russian people who are somewhat, you know, innocent here? Yes. So what do you do? You keep doing what you're doing. Punish them as hard as you can. Don't change a thing. Don't change a thing. You drive it in as hard as you can because the only way it's going to get to him, the only way that you're going to, 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 to get to Putin if there's going to be any kind of solution where he sees an out is he's either going to take the out that's been offered to him uh, which the Ukrainians may not love, but but it could put put an end to this. Or you're going to have a regime change, and that that comes when people rise up uh, and realize I don't want to be North Korea. I like my Apple iPhone. I like my McDonald's. I like my Pepsi and my Levi's and my Coca Cola. So you're not going to be the guy that they're going to build statues about. So you're going to have to hurt them to get them to do that. So you can't go to McDonald's. They yep. closed 800 McDonald's in Russia. You can't go and watch Netflix. You can't use Visa. You can't use MasterCard. I'm just giving you a couple things. It is the world turning on Putin. But it is obviously trickled down to the Russian people. So, you know, and some of them believe that what Putin is doing is is right. They bought the garbage a lot of times they're just fed the garbage and they believe it. Yeah. You said the other day it's the young Russians who know what's going on and that, you know, their guy's a monster. Yeah. And by the way, VPN, so Virtual Private Network, there's been a huge rush on them for the last several weeks. So they can get around much of what they try to do to block yep. this. And uh, and they're seeing what's happening. Also, uh, also you know, you're... you're you're in Russia. Your your market is gone. I mean, their economy gone. is crushed. Gone, and it is hurting the people of Russia. But I, I mean, I'm with you. There's, what else are you going to do? Are you going to say, oh, "Well, I'm sorry, um, we're going to have to stop buying oil from you. We're going to try and get everybody else around the planet to stop buying oil from you, and we're going to crush you. We're going to make it as uncomfortable as possible." Right. But but here's the thing: Putin doesn't care if his people are hurting. He, no. he has never cared. No. So, so by I know we're inadvertently hurting the Russian people, and I understand that's it's not just, inadvertently. It's it's a plan. It's a plan to hurt Putin. No, it's a plan to hurt the people. Because if you want to have regime change, and and that's kind of what we want is we want you know him Isn't to that, waken up. You have to put pressure on him from the inside and from the outside, which is the people. Yeah. But but how are they going to have a regime change? Nobody's going to go and get that guy out of there. 
I mean, in Russia, if you if you you know if you walk across the street wrong, now they're going to put you in jail. Well, eventually they're going to start to struggle with money across the board, and they're going to find out not only are their goods getting more and more expensive. You know, I follow that the, the couple of those couples over there. They've been planting potatoes for the last two weeks because they know that the grocery stores are starting to become empty again. They're growing their own. Food. They're having to grow some of their own food. What you're going to start to find is once soldiers, and most importantly, once the police maybe struggle to get paid, beating up a fellow person that's a Russian may not be the thing you're dreaming about at this moment in time. And maybe this isn't all it's kept up to. And maybe when more and more people stop coming home, i.e. the brother of a, a, of, a, of, a, of a police officer or the father of somebody, you start changing your tune and and then you have so you have no freedoms to speak out and you have no freedom of movement and or uh economic freedom that's when things go south yeah and 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 that goes for the oligarchs as well they're not thrilled no they're losing a lot of money they have a lot of money but they're losing their planes they're losing their yachts i mean you know they're coming hard for them in yeah, every way they, shape or they, form they want their luxury items all right coming up next i want their luxury items what's the difference between so do i What's the difference between a migrant crossing our border and a Ukrainian refugee crossing into Poland? It's coming up next on the Gatos and Chat Show. Arizona's news station, KTAR News, 92.3 FM. Serious news, seriously entertaining. The Gatos and Chad Show. All right, our election insider, Jan Brewer, former Arizona governor on the way. She'll answer the question that we have for her. Uh, can uh, can Governor Ducey do anything to lower the price at the pump? Mm. Is there anything that a governor can do? So uh, stay tuned for that. It's coming up in a few minutes. All right, question. Uh, what is the difference between a migrant crossing our border here, the Arizona-Mexico border, and a Ukrainian refugee crossing into Poland? So why why would I ask that? Well, Gail King does one of the national morning shows. Oprah's yeah. best friend. Yeah, She was speaking with... Uh, Someone from the head of the International Rescue Committee. And here's what, what she said. Let's listen and then we'll, ch- we'll talk about it. A lot of people are starting to say, listen, when people were coming here from El Salvador, Honduras, they were, they were not welcome. They were not really well. They were not received very well. Mm. Uh, when you talk about Syria and Afghanistan, too, what do you think is the difference here? Well, it's simple. There's more fear of incorporating and integrating people from different races and different religions into national life. Let's be honest about it. Now, what we know from the history of this country, the International Rescue Committee was founded by Albert Einstein. We've worked here for 80 years and around the world for 80 years as well. What we know is that in the end, people fleeing for their freedom and for their lives, they're desperate to have a second chance. And the countries that they adopt as their new homes... They become patriotic and productive citizens because of the chance that it's given them. Yeah, I think people need to be reminded of that. You know, we had time and time, you look at people coming from Haiti, people coming, as I said, El Salvador, Honduras. They were not treated this well. And I think we all want the Ukrainian people to be helped. Everybody agrees with that. But there is enough pain to go around here. Yeah, but there's a difference. These people are fleeing. They weren't leaving three weeks ago. They're leaving now because a madman marched an army in there to destroy them, made up on crazy, we're going to denazify, we're going to liquidate, we're going to wipe out everything, these people would still be there. There's no war in Haiti. There's no war in, and, and by the way, El Salvador, civil war. People came up here, they're welcomed. Cambodia, 
We welcomed the boat people, as they called them back in the 80s, that escaped the Khmer Rouge and Pol Pot and his insanity. This is, these were people that were living in a democracy, and if Russia left today, out of the 2 million, 1,999,999 would probably head back home. I think you have to answer the question. Are you, gonna, are you in danger of getting blown up today? Yeah. I'm just, I mean, that's the question. That's, that's a real thing. Yeah. Are you in danger of getting blown up? Not maybe, not possibly, well, no, no, today. Are you in danger of a bomb being dropped on your house today? And I think every Ukrainian can say, yeah. 100%. That, that is us. Yeah. Because they're hitting, the Russians are hitting hospitals. They're killing, uh, they killed kindergarten teachers the other day. They're killing kids. They're, they're shooting into crowds. I mean, it's, just, it's unbelievable. So I know that there are problems around the world. I know that people... Uh, you know, leave the, their country in Central America to go through Mexico and then and then to come here. But that's for economics. A lot By of it large, is some, it's for yeah. economics. Oh, well, some of it is. There's no doubt about it. Yeah, some of it. But you know, okay, some of it is for economics, and then they can't eat, so they're starving. So and that's a problem. But here's the other thing: we can't just let everybody in. No. Well, that's what we do now. But anyway, we can't just let everybody in. That that's that's it won't help them if we let it won't help anybody if we just let everybody in. I think if you're in Ukraine, there is going to be a day hopefully where you go back. Yeah. I don't know what you're going to go back to. I don't. I have no idea. Your house could be gone. Yeah, your your, your house and life have been upended and destroyed overnight. But am I all right? Am I going too far? That that Gail King is looking to make this about race. That's exactly what it is, I man. Mean, it's, yeah. it's the thing we talked about earlier, whether it was Brittany Griner or whether, it, it, you know, this is not the first person that's brought it up. Uh, the MSNBC crowds always talk about it. it's only white on white. This is a democratic nation. If tomorrow Mexico got invaded by Brazil yeah. and they all fled up here and we saw what was going on, we're, we're not going to be the same way because we understand that a majority of those people are running for their lives from a war. I'll, I'll give you another, the other question. So I said, are you in danger of getting blown up today? How about this? Are, 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 are you, were you just invaded by a, a nuclear power and a madman? Yeah. Who, by the way, is also holding everybody else in, in the region hostage. Right. Yeah. I mean, you can look across, across the board. I, I feel awful for people who try and sneak into this country for better life I, f- I feel terrible for them uh, or if they if they want to leave their country of origin and they come here uh, and they're claiming asylum I feel lucky that we live here 100% um, but I always say we just can't take everybody in that's not going to help the situation no but in Ukraine you got to get out yeah. or you're going to get blown up yeah so their choice is they get killed or to make the MSNBC crowd, they stay there to show everybody that they're not running. They're just, uh, it's just yeah. ridiculous. Can uh, Governor Ducey do anything to lower the price of the pump? I hope so. We'll ask former Arizona Governor Jan Brewer coming up next.